Greetings, and welcome aboard the Diecast Enterprise. This is Pags. Uh, Jay. And Cameron. Yes, we have a guest with us today. Foley couldn't be here tonight, because Foley sucks. But uh, Cameron's here, and he's just as good. I'm not going to over-promote, but yeah. I'm, I'm happy to be here. He's as good as ten Super Bowls, but I don't want to oversell it. <laughs> and today, it's very exciting. We're finally at the Borg. It's episode 16 of season 2. It's Q-Who. Yeah, I'm thrilled to be here for this episode. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, I'm very excited, very excited. This is probably the best one that... I- been present for yeah it's uh it's probably the strongest episode of next gen thus far i would say i I would put it up there like i really loved a measure of a man Mm -hmm. yeah uh just for being one of the iconic picard gets to be right for 30 solid minutes at the end and everyone gets to like nod along and be like "Mm, yes yes like the drum is very right yeah Yeah. Yeah, it's like oh (laughs) yeah yeah come on give it to me be right yeah you're so correct do it yeah just picard gets to do the west wing thing but previous to this that's definitely the best one but yeah eh, give this one Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of this one. The way this episode starts out is with... Uh, Officer and- Selena Gomez. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> ordering hot chocolate and spilling it all over Picard. I don't Picard. know her actual name. I know it's Gomez. Yeah. It, yeah no, it's, it's Selena. It is yeah. Selena Gomez. Is it? Yeah. That's hilarious. You domed it out. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Selena Gomez, like the pop star? Is that right? Wait, is it? Oh, man. That oh, did they great. foretell the coming of Selena Gomez on Star Trek TNG? Because she's yeah. also sporting the Rachel. Yeah. Like, yeah. Rachel's haircut This is from a very Friends. prophetic episode all around. Oh, no man, kidding. Yeah. Not only the coming of the Borg, but, like, Justin Bieber's first true love <laughs> and <laughs> the dominant hairstyle of the 1990s. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. That's, uh, they had it all. Uh, I'll be really excited if it turns out that the name is actually <laughs> Selena Gomez. Come on. Internet like the wind. It's it's still authenticating. Oh god, authenticating. That's the worst. It's Yo, Sonya Gomez. Sonya. Oh. oh. I knew it was with an S. Wrecked. Okay. Right. Yeah. So close. Sonya. So far, way mm. to fail us, Star Trek. Zero stars. Yeah. No. no nothing. Zero out of ten would not recommend. Podcast over. Yeah. It's 2015. Where's my Enterprise? Yeah. <laughs> yeah come on now. So basically, uh, Ensign Selena Gomez is. <laughs> <laughs> That's We're just going to with yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's fine. Yeah, just... She's a new ensign on the ship. She's just graduated from Starfleet, and she's there because Jordy really needs someone he can, like, he, he needs a woman on the ship that he can kind of feel like maybe he can get with and still look like he's the cool older guy who, who knows yeah. what he's doing. Yeah, and he's working so hard in this opening scene oh, to man. be, like, yeah, he's nonchalant. Like, he's totally like... the hot TA that, uh... <laughs> yeah. He's being really encouraging. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I, I don't I'm gonna know. take her to the bar after, uh, after shift. Ends. Yeah, he's like trying to lean on things. <laughs> yeah, he, you know. he well, he knows that every like how cool you are is uh, absolutely uh, proportional to how slanted you are at any given like, time. We should probably go back a couple of episodes and look at like Jordy's interactions with Riker, and if Jordy's <laughs> like peeking around corners and taking notes. <laughs> Yeah, pretty well, he soon. got totally served by O'Brien a couple episodes ago. Oh, I missed that. The, he he was stressed out about people checking over the engine room, and O'Brien mm-hmm. comes in and like, yeah. and he's like, wouldn't you feel stressed out if people were checking around the engine room for like, this? And like, no, nah, no. <laughs> I, I run a pretty tight ship. <laughs> Not like up here, Jordy. <laughs> wow, yes. just like. Just wrecked. It yeah, was just dominates him, and then like, does he do the worm into the turbo lift? <laughs> Presumably, off screen, uh, he, he swaggers out of there immediately. He's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go so, now. Like, See you at the party." So Gomez, in a comment that's a little on the nose for this episode, uh, says to Jordy, "Working with all this technology can be a little dehumanizing. Right. So why not combat that with a little common courtesy?" You see, she says thank you and please, uh, and please you. to these as any good Canadian would. Yeah. Exactly. Like, the, we all know that yeah. when this technology comes, like I'm going to go into my kitchen and I'm going to be like pepperoni pizza, please. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, and, and you it'll know? get like replicated for you, and uh, and I will uh, definitely assume that saying please and thank you will get me a better product. It, absolutely. I don't. I, I thought it was kind of a cute intro oh, to yeah. the yeah. idea of the Borg that the way we interact with our technology is kind of meaningful and important for mm-hmm. us. Um, Unless you're Jordy. Yeah. Who's like? Why are you doing that? That's stupid. Yeah. He, he immediately like. <laughs> mansplains it away yeah. oh, man. and it's like Jordy, you, you have no game no. and eventually like they'll stop introducing women for Jordy to interact with and just give him Barkley <laughs> yeah. as being like the absolute floor and, of, yeah, but, like, the, you, but the you funny thing about Barkley is it's okay we, we were talking about this I think last episode too is uh, B- 
Bar- we we kind of decided has a much that much more active sex life. Yeah, that Barkley's uh, interactions <laughs> on the holodeck are less sad than Jordy's because Jordy legit fell in love on the holodeck, oh. where Barkley just created you know a fantasy universe for himself. Barkley didn't fall in love on the holodeck. Barkley uses the holodeck as a tool. To Barkley, the holodeck is a fleshlight. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas to Jordy, it's He's it's a wife with that yeah, real doll. It's yeah. exactly mm-hmm. it's a girlfriend simulator, oh, yeah. oh. and that is much sadder oh that i just feel so (laughs) bad right now oh that's awful that's the worst thing i've ever heard should we just call it here (laughs) yeah no i gotta go time to digest this i'm gonna go and blow the rent on liquor right now it's awful that's fair that's fair um, so Gomez has a motor mouth and she's talking to Jordy about how you know how she got on board you know like work 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 mm-hmm. uh, and then she uh, and then Picard strolls up and she walks into him and just dumps hot chocolate yeah, all over douses him douses him in scalding hot hot chocolate to rub it all over his yeah. uniform let, yeah. let me help you way. by pawing at you <laughs> yeah. I don't think that was an accident I don't think she was trying to help i think she was helping herself yeah and this is definitely someone's holodeck program i don't know who's (laughs) oh no picard's gotten all wet whatever shall i do someone's very specific paraphilia (laughs) yeah yeah but yeah she's she's essentially pawing at picard's abs yeah what's great is he just stands there taking it blankly yeah Yeah, like like, this is happening now yeah my life is already so weird this may as well be happening yeah like nothing in starfleet academy or my years in space commanding people (laughs) sending them to their deaths exploring and encountering new forms of life has prepared me for what the hell it is you're doing right now what's going on and eventually he's just like no i'm leaving i'm out i'm gonna take a blank i'm I'm blanking this entire encounter and i'm taking a do-over with her hot chocolate yeah Yeah. and he's like take this (laughs) he turns back around and gives it to him like take this yep it's a very weird little scene it and then is. We, we follow him as he leaves and uh, exits into the turbo lift. And we get a really nice dolly shot with that. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's actually a rad tracking shot. Yeah. yeah. And we follow him in, and he's just, he's so concerned with his shirt that when the door opens up on the on the uh, turbo lift, he doesn't look where he's going. He walks right out. You know, he could walk right into another hot beverage. Yeah, He, exactly. he wouldn't know. Purely Picard's fault. Exactly. Uh, Maybe he had already had someone spill something on him that day. Had, if he had looked where he was going, he would have noticed that, oh shit this isn't a hallway this is for some reason a uh, shuttlecraft yep. I'd like to imagine a comedy of errors preceding this scene where he's just been walking into people all morning yeah, yeah. it's a mad mad <laughs> mad mad universe walks into a, a 3D chess game just knocks it all over and like oh. yeah. so by the time he gets to her he's just gonna hold his arms and like yeah fine rub my chest this is weird I don't care anymore yeah like he's blundered through work doing bat left practice <laughs> yeah. and like this very Clouseau-esque scene yeah. where just like shit's being cut off his uniform and <laughs> I take offense at that I am not some clumsy clueless Klingon <laughs> yeah but yeah so he winds up in the shuttlecraft and who's waiting for him well inevitably it's Q thank goodness oh it's been Q. too long Q we it missed you buddy we missed Swish. you buddy uh, the Delancey. wonderful John Delancey who like I can't imagine having this much fun with a role oh John like, Delancey kills it he he just sells it to the cheap seats with every line <laughs> right like he just gets in there and he oh it's like it's, I'm gonna act hey Picard I'm right up by your ear like he acts so hard at your ear you don't scene. know and it's not even bad it's just great yeah like sometimes the acting in Trek is like from, really over the top from like, anyone else it would have felt hammy yeah but from Delancey it's just delicious mm-hmm. he, he is just perfectly inhabiting how big that character is yeah because yeah. Hugh is essentially just ego personified yeah like he's he's this naked id wandering yeah. the cosmos <laughs> like just messing with people because yeah. he's bored yeah and exactly. now that he's found Picard it's the perfect person to mess with forever yeah. yeah like he's found he's the kid with a magnifying glass and he's found an aunt that he has taken some kind of affection to yeah and he's like no this one and he's putting it into new situations yeah. and he's made a dollhouse for it and I keep making ant farms yeah he's What's dressing gonna, it what are you gonna do with this one yeah um, uh. oh and it's wonderful so Q has uh, whisked Picard off because as per their arrangement previously he wasn't gonna trouble the Enterprise anymore so 
being technically correct, the best kind of correct, <laughs> Q is nowhere near the Enterprise. They're on a shuttle he has magicked off to uh, the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and this gets Guinan's bartender sense tingling because we cut to 10 forward and she, like she's, she's serving some disturbance and she's in like, the force. Yeah, yeah. Like, wait, 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 what's going on? Is this our first indication of like Guinan's kind of yeah, yeah, mystical side? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. And certainly this episode kind of sets up this uh, thing that they never pay off that Guinan isn't actually what she appears to be. And we get th- that that line specifically later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that it was something they were toying with early with Guinan that she was going to turn out to be something other. Yeah. But then they kind of abandoned it. Like, as happened with a number of little plot threads in early next gen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of things were experimented with and yeah. abandoned. A lot of but... things that are coming up right now in this episode mm-hmm. actually because this episode The Borg uh, was clearly meant to have clued into or keyed into a whole bunch of stuff from the previous season like those uh, those little parasite aliens that took people over and uh, the neutral zone episode where we get our first indications of uh, missing outposts along the neutral zone which are later confirmed to have been done by the Borg but that also begs the question if the Borg are already in Federation yeah. space what? Yeah exactly like I kind of assumed that the implication was that the that a Borg cube had blundered into Romulan space mm-hmm. and the Romulans had killed it kind of the same way that the Federation wound up killing a cube they all shot it in the same place oh yeah because that's right? how you do it yeah the Romulans worked out that tactic there, decades there, there's, before there's the Federation there's a couple of ultimate weapons one is shooting everybody shooting at the same spot mm-hmm. or the other is holding down the trigger and spinning so you the shoot in every direction oh, right. yeah, yeah, yeah yeah exactly yeah, the death, death blossom. blossom yeah exactly no, yeah. the, 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 <laughs> yeah, the two shoot. the two schools of thought of ultimate yeah. weapons focus or blanket yeah shoot yeah. one thing or shoot everything, everything. It, it's I mean, sound, it's it's sound uh, advice. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Where, where do you put the zero in that fraction? <laughs> um, but, uh, 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 yeah, so, so Guinan calls up to the bridge, like, kind of like with this very open-ended question. Right. I think she asks, is anything happening? Yeah, is anything weird going on? Yeah. And you're like, it's weird for you to call the yeah, bridge. Yeah. Well, it's weird that you're calling us. Not some usual. It's like, okay, never mind. And then, like... Uh, we, we cut to Jordy walking to the bar with the ensign. Yeah. yeah. It's like, Jordy's working awfully hard here and he probably... trying. That guy is... Like, yeah, you've had like, a tough day. Let's get some drinks. Yeah. yeah Chill, we're just gonna... You know, you, know, you can you call know. me G-Forge. Yeah. And, <laughs> like, Selena Gomez... Or, no, it's Selena Gomez now. Yeah, it's forget it. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, that's that's her name. She has this look on her face like she's like wondering who she has to talk to in HR about yeah. what's going on right now. She needs to file a form. Uh, she has to talk to Deanna Troy. Oh, you're right. And Deanna. Oh, that's unfortunate. Poor Deanna. That's probably like the majority of her job is just <laughs> dealing with Jordy's failed attempts at romance constantly. Yeah. It's like, Jordy, you oh, cannot God. date your reports. Yeah. We, we've been over this. It's like, it's not only Riker can do that. Yeah. <laughs> Riker can because, date anyone. Because they want to date Riker. They don't want to date yeah. you. Riker yeah. got special dispensation from Starfleet yeah. when he came aboard. Like he, he got he got carte blanche to date whoever he wants or whatever he wants. Yeah, exactly. And nobody seems to get bent out of shape yeah. about it. Yeah. Not so for Jordy. No. Jordy jo- like Forever Alone. Yep. <laughs> they should replace that uh that meme face for uh Yeah, give it a give it just, the visor. Yeah, yeah, just put just put Jordy on there and that's it. Boom. Jordy. Yeah, like even you know? even data got some play. Yeah. If Neil deGrasse Tyson can be the we got a badass over here guy, then uh, Jordy definitely needs to be the forever alone guy. Yep. Just you know, frowny face and and visor. Mm -hmm. Mm. So it's it's he's in the bar. He's in ten forward when Guinan starts to worry about what's going on, Mm -hmm. and they and at at the time that they realize that Picard is just not on the ship for some reason. Yeah, Yeah. uh, that comes up when Deanna comes onto the bridge and for no reason at all is just like, "Where's the captain?" Yeah. Well, I. I guess uh, like no. guild rules she needs a line in every episode yeah, because so. at this point they still have no idea what to do with Deanna yeah. Troy in the first season like she doesn't even appear in every episode mm-hmm. right like her like, and uh, Worf are like the only two characters and, and Wesley who mm-hmm. don't appear in every episode yeah well and it's like they when they were developing her character obviously no one fully understood the implications of having somebody who was even like never mind the beta Z telepathy thing mm-hmm. but her half beta Z empathy thing Thing, could have resolved any number of plot oh, threads. Yeah. Yeah. So instantly they have to, whenever whenever there's something going on, they have to find out a way that either Deanna... Isn't uh, a 
available. Yeah, or, or she's been incapacitated yeah. or in some way. terrible at her job, which is yeah. very, very easy to Yeah, believe. like she's the most criminally underused character Absolutely. on the show. And we've discussed it also uh, previous to this on uh, other episodes about uh, what exactly her rank is and position because the only she reason... She's wearing a uniform! Yeah, mm-hmm. the only reason she is on the bridge, the only reason she's a member of the bridge crew is specifically because she's got these powers. Right. Because do you think that any other bridge in Starfleet has the ship's counselor there? Yeah. <laughs> you the know, head of HR? You know, to, yeah. to uh, like, it's like, oh, um, I think he's bluffing. It's like, yeah, we we, we could tell too because we're, we can see these things. <laughs> yeah, know? like... We're not morons. Yeah, yeah, like we all play poker against each other yeah. obsessively because there's yeah. nothing else to do. You and know, yeah, so and we're, we're good at reading people. she ends up doling out is super obvious. She's like, he doesn't, you know, like, uh, like Captain, blah, 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 blah. It's like, yeah, obviously. Yeah. They seem worried. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> wow. Thanks. Yeah. I'm glad you were here to tell us this. But I guess the her, her saying this does play into her powers because I, I guess the idea is she senses that he's just not there. She senses yeah. that absence. Yeah. yeah. Or, or perhaps she senses the uh, interference of Q. Yeah. yeah. You know? Like she, like, I can imagine that... Right, one missing person on the ship might be too small for her to pick up on, but I can maybe imagine maybe, yeah, like if you, uh, if like, you... like maybe if she was like particularly like trying to reach out and sense him, in which case just yeah. have an erotic dream about yeah. Picard and then suddenly he was oh. not on the ship like, uh, but uh, I can imagine the interference of Q might leave kind of a psychic impression it's right. like oh man I, I know that feeling that's a that's a bad feeling Yeah. so, so uh, who's who missing but that's what leads them to discover that Picard is gone at which point they stop and Riker like full stop and then Riker's like you know plot a spherical uh, yeah. which doesn't make any sense using us as the center it's like well you know he's not in front of you yeah. because you would like your sensor right? Like, yeah, and it's like it, this weirdly over-detailed kind of micromanaging yeah, like, thing from Riker. Here, do your jobs, but let me tell you exactly how Yeah, it's it. like Picard is missing, so suddenly Riker's all over it, yeah, right? And he's going to tell you Riker's exactly how Michael to do your Eisner job. of the bridge. Yeah. Like, no, this is what's happening. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Take, put him know, in the big chair for like six yeah, seconds, like, all right, and suddenly... All right, everybody, five-minute rule. If Picard's not back in five minutes, the ship is mine. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's more that, you know, if they don't find Picard, he's going to have to be in charge. And man, That's going to he, cut He's into having it. a lot of fun just really saying fuck it to things. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's really going to cut into his swinging his leg over the back of chair oh, times. Yeah. Oh, God. Like, he's only got, like, he only gets to do that so much anyways. And Is, is it the season two DVDs, or sorry, the season two Blu-rays where they have just, like, the super cut of uh, Riker swinging his leg over the back of chairs and eating shit? I don't know if that's shit. on the Blu-rays or if that's just a YouTube super cut. Because the but, uh, like the, there's, oh, yeah. there's there's the outtakes of him just like falling, yeah. right when he tries to do that thing, yeah. and it's so good because there's like fifty of them. There, I love that there's actually a reason why he does that. Really, it, it's it's a camera thing because in order to keep his face in camera right. at all times, instead of turning to uh, right. to move chairs and sit into them and take away his precious face time, right? He, this allows him to always be like full on, always be viewed by the camera. I, I guess I had assumed down. it was some something weird to do with their uniforms. Mm-hmm. Because I had heard that their uniforms gave them, like, gave all the actors horrible bat trouble. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. the, the first two seasons, they're all wearing one-pieces, yeah. which are not comfortable. Like, I, I do a lot of uh, Ghostbuster costuming, so mm-hmm. I have to wear uh, the flight suit. Those are not comfortable. They make it difficult to move because there's no play between, right. your, between your pants and your waist. So, when you bend, like, the fabric in the back just pulls. Right, right, right. And and uh, that was happening with the uh, onesies, which is why from season three forward, it switched to pants and tunic. But because they're, you know, the pants meet the tunic where it's black, you can't really see the join. Right. And like they wear a belt there, which also ended up working out well for them with, uh, you know, holsters for their uh, for their phasers and stuff. Because previous to that, if they were going to be wearing a, a con- like, if they were going to be wearing a uh, uniform that held a phaser, they actually had to change. Really? Because they're wearing a belt underneath the onesie and there's a hole cut through the onesie that allows them to attach the uh, oh the like the little pouch for yeah, the, yeah exactly. for the dust buster yeah and you'll notice that some outfits also have a pocket like right on like the like the ribs oh, no, for no. the tiny phaser oh the, right the, the, yeah, the the, like, the, phaser. yeah 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 um, the, uh, the phaser nano yeah it, it's got it's own little pocket hmm. uh, which I never noticed until the blu-rays yeah. so you know oh. all praise to the blu-rays once again yeah, you get like, to see so many things you never notice 
before. Yeah, like I'm, I'm sure you've discussed this about the Blu-rays, but mm-hmm. it wasn't until that I, I saw the Blu-rays that I noticed that Deanna's wearing, uh, and all the Beta Zets are wearing blackout yeah, uh, contacts. Yeah, yeah they're just, which they, like floored me. Yeah, it's uh, something not a lot of people notice, but uh, yeah, they're, the Beta Zeds are always wearing these contacts to just make them look like they've got giant doe eyes, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's kind of sad that she had to do that for seven seasons when you With cannot no see payoff. it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely like, no payoff. Like, that doesn't make any difference at all. Mm-hmm. But uh, there it is. Yeah, no. I mean, um, one has to wonder whether, you know, all of her crying scenes, whether that was just pure acting talent or whether it was because she's got these uh, contacts in and they just make it easy for her to be weepy. Hmm. I think it's a little of both. Yeah, I believe it. So they're looking for Picard. Picard's being all huffy with Q because Q wants to talk to him. Picard's like, I'm not talking to you. Yeah, he's, he's being very proud. Yeah, and he's right? like, listen, Picard, I'm ageless. Like, seriously, man, we could spend the rest of your life in this, in this fucking shuttlecraft and it would barely be a blink of an eye to me yeah so I, you may as well stop being a little little bitch here and like I, I like to think that every time that Picard blinks Q is just like teleporting away oh yeah and doing something else and then coming back <laughs> you could totally do it yeah you know, master space and time he could be spending you know weeks or months elsewhere in the span of a blink yeah just doing you know Board entity yeah. things, waiting for Picard to kind of like cry himself out. Fine. Setting up a basketball basketball game between Charles Barkley and Godzilla. Yes, mm-hmm. I love that commercial. <laughs> so finally, Picard's like, you know, take me back to my ship. He's like, listen, if I take you back to your ship, will you hear me out? Fine. Right. And boom, now they're in ten forward, which is conveniently somehow totally empty. Yeah, where Except does all the people go? Who's, who's apparently hiding. sleeping under yeah. the Yeah, she's, yeah. She's, she, she, she just curled up for her, her nap. from behind it. Very yeah. strange. She just peeks out. And here's where we get our exchange where she like, you know, she, it's, <laughs> it's a commercial break and then when we come back it's like, I knew it was you. You! Yeah. You know, and, and that's when we find out like that's when Q says, you know, you know, she's not what she seems Picard. She's an imp. Yeah. And, and where she goes making finger quotes Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy and has like yeah. these double finger quote yeah, gestures. She, yeah, because, you know, I mean, that's her ultimate defense against Q is just uh, ironic detachment. Yeah. And I guess it's supposed to be like, uh, what is it, St. Paul? I guess. Or, or St. Peter, who has always in, always in his portraits in Catholic. Yeah. Peter. Yeah. Uh, Who's holding up his fingers, but... At any rate, they've got hand powers ready to go at each other. It's the two of them in in their melee stances, and nothing happens. He's he's standing up in the the corner of the... Yeah. Yeah. He's in one of, like, the buttresses. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, Picard's all like, no, she's... You're you're talking about yourself, Q. She's not an imp. You're you're the one who creates chaos wherever you go. You're you're next kin to chaos. Yeah. Yeah. Great line. Because Picard says it. Mm -hmm. Uh, At this point, uh, Riker and Worf show up, and Worf is essentially... Like a dog here yeah. that's just, he's like, you know, like they have to physically restrain him. To yeah, like, like, like Worf, Worf. Just, Worf just lives for these bad guys, yeah. right? And and then, of course, like, Q is great with Worf. Like, oh, microbrain, <laughs> growl for me, show yeah. me you still care. Like, it, th- this really seems like, you know, if you didn't know these characters, this seems like a shtick they have, yeah. right? Where they're, they're like actually all good buddies. Yeah. And they've just seen each other after a few years apart and they're like right back I, into the swing of things. I yeah. do think that that's how Q sees it. Oh, yeah. It it's just not how anyone else feels. In, in right. Q's mind, these are his closest friends. Yeah. yeah. And he's just showing up, hey guys, it's me. Yeah. We're going to have a wild time again. Enterprise. Yeah, and you everyone's like, like we do. Yeah, and everyone will be like, Q. Yeah, the old gang back together again, right, guys? Yeah. Guys? Oh, and, and like, you guys always and, giving me a hard time. And every time Q turns his back during the scene, Worf is like sneaking up on yeah. him, like he like he thinks he's gonna suplex him. Oh, it's so great! Uh, yeah. Like Worf, really up close to him. Finally, they're like Worf, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Worf, go watch the door. <laughs> so close. Poor Worf. <laughs> Poor Worf. That's pretty much all he does this episode. Yeah. He so, gets told no. Yeah. So basically what it comes down to is Q wants to join the crew because he's been kicked out of the continuum. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Picard gives it a little thought and he's like, no, we just don't trust you. Mm-hmm. And Q trusts like, well, listen, you know, forget about trust. You guys need me. It's shit's bonkers out there, man. Mm-hmm. Like super bonkers. And this is when Riker and Picard get a little uh, a little arrogant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, it's uh, 
not a good idea on their part. Like, mm-hmm. like oh, no, no, we're totally ready. Yeah, like, which is like exactly... Super ready. It's like, no, now you're antagonizing him. Yeah. Now yeah, we he... can adapt to anything. Yeah, it's like... Yeah, like it's like, oh, oh honey, shit. no, you yeah, have no it. idea what you're up against out here. Yeah. Right? Like, and Q loves pride. Yeah. Like, the, the, like you know, make make uh, a case for whatever kind of classical figure you want to associate Q with. Like, he, he's very clearly, like, tied into mythical trickster figures. Mm-hmm. And they always love the proud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? The, it's it's what sets them off. Right? If you think you are up to something... But, or are you that that you are prepared for something? Oh, we're gonna we're gonna see oh, yeah. what you're prepared for. Exactly. And like Q seems angry, but I think he's just excited. Yeah, he's like, oh, like, oh shit, this is gonna be great. I'm, I'm gonna show you something. Yeah, it's like, gonna believe. Oh man, all the other Q, they're gonna let me back in when they see how <laughs> awesome this is gonna be. Oh man, this is gonna be the sickest burn. Yeah. And here we go. Yep. So Q flings the Enterprise like uh, seven, seven million, seven seven thousand light years, right? Because they're Two they're two years plus travel to the nearest star base. Furthest outpost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So um, now now they're out in this area of space, and Q has disappeared, and they're like, Guinan, your people have been out here before. What can you tell us? And she's just what like, What do you mean, my people? <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. you're from. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, the, Picard's like, you are from this hood. Yeah. <laughs> and Guinan's like, turn around. That's racist. That's racist. That's racist. <laughs> just don't, you know, if you got any red lights on out there, turn them off yeah. and just head on out. Um, yeah, she basically says, you know, like, what's your advice? My advice, turn back now. Yeah. Get the fuck out of Dodge. Yeah, get foe. So they don't really quite listen to her at first. Mm-hmm. Like, they're still kind of considering shit when the Borgs show up. Yeah. And they're and like, oh, look at that. That's neat. Yeah, it's a big square. Yeah, huh. I've never and, seen anything like that before. And then they're, they, they, they call down to 10 forward from the bridge. They're like, hey, uh, Guinan, uh, do you want to, like, uh, go monitor what's happening here in your little your little room thing? Yeah, this like, is the yeah. first time we ever see, uh, or, and, and this is the last time as well, that we ever see Guinan's office? Yeah. Yeah. And so she How goes, weird. she's like, all right, I'm monitoring. It's like, do you know these, do you, do you know this, these beings? They're like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they yeah. genocided us. Yeah. They're called the Borg. Uh, they're bad news. Uh, defend yourselves or they will destroy you. Mm-hmm. I'm like so, okay, uh, shields up then. Shields up, which doesn't work because yeah, they, they, they the, beam right yeah, through their shields, right yeah. through the shields. And I find it interesting that they don't mention that at all yeah. in the episode. Like, oh, we got an intruder, and no one says, "Hey, did anyone notice how they just like beamed right through our shields?" That's not supposed to happen. Yeah, but it did. Um, the intruder is down in uh, engineering. Yeah. Engineering. Yeah. So you know, Jordy gets to be the guy to say we've got an intruder. Yeah, I like to imagine that Jordy spends a lot of time in his room, like in front of his mirror dramatically saying things that he hopes he'll get to say at some oh, point. Oh, and, and practicing the, yeah. the the role under the door. Yeah, yeah, he's good at that. <laughs> yeah, like he, he's got an entire so he's like, like, holodeck know, program. I, I, I can imagine him like, we've got an intruder, or red alert, or, you know, a battle stations, or, yeah. you know, you know, brace for impact, that kind of thing. Like, he just, he's, he's, he's got to be ready. Yeah, yeah, stuff, no, exactly. You know? He's got a he's, list of things that he's he needs gotta, to be able to say. He's got to be cool when, it, when, when the heat is on. Well, yeah. You know, I mean, you don't want to just like wing it you want to be prepared yeah like he, he he's doing the thing where it's like uh, Al Pacino in front of the, in yeah. front of the mirror yeah, and you, taxi driver you talking to me you, yeah, De Niro. you talking De Niro. De Niro oh god <laughs> excuse me De Niro that was embarrassing well, there goes all those uh, bona fides yeah. uh, De Niro in front I, of the I mirror I could edit that out but I shan't you're just gonna leave that in I'm gonna leave okay. it in like I did with gonna, Foley that time yeah, I'm gonna need to, yeah, I'll edit this out totally won't yeah uh, podcast surfaces of Prime Minister confusing De Niro and Pacino oh. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I I picture him, you know, making sure that his laugh sounds right. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> uh, like, oh, that, 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 let's just test this out a couple times. Make sure I have the right laugh for company. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's Jordy. Yeah, good old Jordy. Mm-hmm. I love Jordy. Anyways, so um, we go to a commercial break here, yeah. I think, and when we come back, they're being hacksawed by the Borg. Yeah, yeah. He's totally like, "What's your Netflix account? Mm-hmm. Uh, never mind. I can figure it out." Actually, yeah. at this point, he's just kind of standing in a corner, looking at the screens. He's mm-hmm. not tapping into anything quite oh, okay, yet. Okay. He's just kind of seeing how things work. Because okay. it, it, it's it's when the rest of the crew get down there that he starts
starts tapping into machine and yeah. Picard's like, okay, you really gotta stop that shit right now. Yeah. And yeah, like they try negotiating with it. Mm-hmm. And like, Picard like offers him oh. like a hug. He's like got his yeah, he's hands got his up in the air. He's out, like, uh? yeah. He's you being wanna, all. Do you all... want to touch my abs? Yeah. Selena Gomez thought they were great. Yeah. He's being all non-threatening. Yeah. So one thing I wanted to talk about is that as soon as they kind of establish where they are, the Enterprise starts surveying this new system, right? Like, you do, like cause yeah, that's because that's absolutely Starfleet protocol. I would yeah. Imagine. Like presumably they were on a mission yeah. when Q showed up and they were doing something or they had been on their way to do something. Yeah. But they've been flung out into this new area of space where nobody or no, no Federation ship yeah. has been before, and you they're don't going waste to waste that opportunity. Yeah, they're going to take complete advantage of it. And I also like that because I think not only is Picard being like, "Well, this is our charter, and this is you know what we're out here to do," but he's also doing that to defy Q. Yeah. Right. Because he's Q is like being he's like, very like yeah. Because Q is obviously he's like, well, Q has obviously put us in grave danger. Mm-hmm. Fuck that guy. Yeah. We're gonna do geolo- geologic surveys. Yeah. It's like, well, this doesn't seem very scary at all. Does this seem scary mm-hmm. to you, Riker? No, it doesn't, Captain. Wesley, no. what about- would you like to start a geological survey team again? Well, yes, I Gee would. Gee Captain, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's like, is anyone scared? Counselor Troy, is anyone scared on ship? No, everyone is bold and resolute, sir. Yay. Well, all right then. We're not turning back. Yeah, fuck you, Q. And I also, like, I'm certain that it's Worf who says, when they, they, they look at the planet that the Borg have mm-hmm. scooped up, it's Worf who says, like, this looks familiar, right? Yeah. This is what happened along the neutral zone. And I like that they let Worf do that. Yeah, yeah, because um, it was the thing, you know, like, because this was originally supposed to have tied into the neutral zone episode where uh, the writer's strike is what caused them not to because, you know, the 88 writer's strike prevented them from doing the season the way they had originally intended. This oh, was really? originally supposed to be part of a, a trilogy that was going to introduce the Borg as the new bads oh, after the, the Ferengi just yeah, weren't the, enough. The of Ferengi that. fizzled in a major way because they were totally mishandled. Right. Because in the beginning of season one, the Ferengi like they keep talking about them. Like we we hear about the Ferengi in like three or four episodes before we ever meet them. Right. And it's always like oh the Ferengi, the Ferengi, the Ferengi. You know they're they're trouble. And then mm-hmm. we finally meet the Ferengi and, and they wear goddamn furs. Yeah. And they 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 look yeah. They, they, they look kind of like chumps, yeah, right? Yeah. They've got, they're goofy looking and they've yeah. got and plasma they, whips. And they act goofy too. Like yeah, they like are they're in no way threatening. They, 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 they behave like the villains from an 80s cartoon. Yeah. yeah. Right? It's, like it's they're, they're, super they're silly. doing the thing with their hand. The, yeah. Yeah. No, it's terrible. Yeah, and like they're bobbing around like they're orangutans or something. And yeah. It's a, they were super mishandled. And while the Ferengi were redeemed later by uh, Deep Space Nine. Yeah, basically single-handedly yeah. by yeah. For, for most yeah. of Next Gen, they're a really, really great gross anti-Semitic caricature. Thank you, actually. Like, that's been something that's rattled around and I've never been quite comfortable with bringing that up. But But it's totally there. Yeah, it's gross. Yeah, okay. Okay, I was worried it was just me. No, no, absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty bad. Uh, Armin Shimmerman, who played Quark, also uh, was the first uh, Ferengi in uh, season one. Mm -hmm. And he's taken responsibility for that and says that Quark was his opportunity to redeem the mistakes he made in... uh, in his first portrayal of the Ferengi, so because yeah, they're they're considerably better. Yeah, in yeah, Voyager. yeah. Because w- so. once you get to DS Nine, all of a sudden the Ferengi make way more sense than mm-hmm. they did previously. You know, like right. they're they're business people. You know, they're they're profit driven. It's like okay, I can get behind that. They don't wear silly furs. Yeah, you know, well, like I mean, they aren't animalistic. We spend a lot of time in early TNG looking at foils for the Federation, mm-hmm. yeah. right? So you have the Ferengi as being like this ultra capitalistic society, yeah. right? Where where everything depends on money and acquisition and property and mm-hmm. ownership. And now we're kind of introduced to this other foil for the Federation, which is the Borg, who are, you know, if, if the Federation is like a synthesis of all of its member species yeah. and is like this kind of like very democratic institution that respects the viewpoints of mm-hmm. all of its members, then the Borg is like the fusion yeah, he, the Borg right. is the pure communism of uh, like yeah. the hive mind, where everybody is equal, but you know, like, no, there is no personality, there is no I, there is only we. Yeah, where like, uh, uh, like they, they keep trying to negotiate with the Borg, right? When, mm-hmm. when Picard comes out and tries to like yeah. talk to the one, there is no person there, yeah. right? Or if there is, like, the impression I got of the Borg was that whatever you are encountering at that point is an individual Borg, mm-hmm. right? Like when 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 you have 
have the one Borg in engineering, that is Borg, right? Yeah, when you have the single cube that you're encountering, that is also yeah. a Borg. Yeah, one like, that Borg is one or 50 million Borg, it wouldn't make a difference. It's all Borg, yeah. you know? So talking, like, talking to that one Borg is like talking to all of them at once. Yeah, or it's like talking to a cell in a body, yeah, right? Exactly. That if you could, recognizing these these humanoid Borg that are wandering around is mm -hmm. kind of like a kernel of corn yeah. looking at a particular cell in your body going, mm -hmm. it's Fred, yeah. right? Like, this is a metabolic product of what yeah. the Borg have done. These people have been consumed yeah. and are now part of this new meta-organism. And, and we get right away, they, they ask Guinan, mm -hmm. well, yeah. can... How, how do we reason, how do we reason with them? With them? Like, like, you don't. You don't. Yeah. No one can. We, we, we have to just leave. We, we gotta yeah. go. You yeah. Can't, you can't reason with them. They don't have reason. Yeah, or, or the, if they the do. you think of it. Yeah, or if they do, it's not on your level of consciousness. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Right? It, it takes them a while to they're even be able to They're an amoeba and your food. Yeah. They're, they're not going to be talked out of consuming you. Mm -hmm. And it's like, even Q probably has some difficulty communicating with the yeah. Borg, right? Because, I mean, if, if Q was bored, he could go hang out with the Borg, who probably have a consciousness that has some kind of reasoning scale yeah. that he could appreciate, right? If if humans are an ant, then maybe yeah. the Borg are like a cat, mm -hmm. right? But on the whole, they, they probably would never be as fun to play with yeah. as humans right. are to him. Because the Borg don't have pride either, Yeah, and, which is, like you were saying, mm -hmm. Q's big turn on. Fair enough. You know, like you can't goad the Borg into something. They're the Borg. They they oh. I don't know if they have ego. Well I mean I don't know. I, mean, I think oh. I think what we see in this episode is actually the Borg being goaded into something, right? Hmm. Because they this is Starfleet's initiation to the Borg and now they're on their way. Yeah. Right? If if mm -hmm. you don't tie it into cons or not conspiracy neutral zone. Yeah. I guess like I'm not sure I, I would consider it goading so much because like they weren't like like peer pressured into it or anything. Like they weren't mm -hmm. Like, they weren't, uh, like, to them, like, the Federation is just something to be consumed. And now right. that they're aware of it, they'll go get it. Right. But, you know, it's it's not like they had, you know... Or it's not like the, their nose was tweaked. Yeah, exactly. They, they were teased it's, You know, it's it. not like Q went to them and was like, I bet you can't assimilate the Federation. And right. they're like, oh, I bet we can. Yeah, he just put, like, a pie on their Fuck windowsill you. We're gonna, and then we're took it we're away. Gonna go, we're going to go assimilate it right now. Yeah. Exactly. But, um, so, the, Bor the first Borg that they encounter, they try to stop it with like a phaser and like some guy tries to like grab him and gets flung across the room yeah there, which, which I've fairly wonderful moment where Picard's like Worf deal with this and Worf immediately delegates to some yeah. poor Ensign Ensign yeah. deal with this yeah. <laughs> like, and he gets flung across the room yeah like Worf <laughs> I imagine is like no way. Yeah. Worf, and Picard's like, okay, Worf, this time you do it. Yeah. So, so Worf shoots it. That doesn't work. He's like, Worf, by any means necessary. He's like, fine. So he turns up the dial on his, uh, yeah. on his phaser way up and shoots it. And that kills the Borg, who is immediately replaced by another Borg who goes right back to the same job. And when he tries to shoot that Borg, that Borg now has a shield generator. Yeah. And then that Borg gives Worf a fuck you look. You know, yeah, just like, like isn't some serious uh -huh, guy. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That just happened. Oh, that line is not yeah. going to work on me. Yeah, yeah. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. Uh-uh. It's like, no, I'm immune to that now because we fucking rock. Yeah, it's and, like, and of course, all this time we have Guinan calling the shot, saying, "Okay, so uh, next he's gonna start hacking into the computer system. And he's gonna try to take control of the Enterprise." You really don't want that. It, to it, it's Q who does that, not Guinan. Is oh, it, it's a Q. Yeah, yeah, oh, it's, okay. it's Q's. Like, oh, that's oh, right. right. Q yeah. just appears yeah. finally. Yeah, again. yeah, yeah. Q's just like, like I don't like, want him to do he's that. Like, oh, he might try to gain control of your ship. I wouldn't let. That's him. it. Yes, yeah. that's the line. He's <laughs> just like, I wouldn't. <laughs> I like forgot that. No. Yeah. <laughs> Because, like, Q is enjoying this shit. Like, mm -hmm. oh, man, look at these guys. Yeah, it's like you are you are completely outclassed here. Yeah, they're like, oh, dear. Don't, no, you, no, don't no. you regret being mean yeah. to me now? Yeah, come on. I bet you wish, you, I bet you wish we were pals now, huh? Mm -hmm. No? Well, what about if this happens? Um, so the Borg that replaced Borg 1 finishes whatever he's doing, collects some knickknacks off of the first Borg who melts away as he disappears. Yeah, just leaving like the yeah. stain in the carpet. Yeah, and that's something to talk about too. Carpet stains aboard the Enterprise. Yeah. <laughs> like, do they just have really exceptional carpet cleaning technology? I, in the I imagine they just beam it out. Yeah, like, right? like, like they've got to have something. Part like, of O'Brien's Yeah, part of O'Brien's. Yeah. <laughs> 
O'Brien is also dry cleaner. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's like we have a we have yeah, a stain he, he, he in engineering. He just has to do Can like a, a transporter it? sweep of the ship, <laughs> yeah. like once a day to get rid of grime. Um, so he spends a lot of time on crusty pillowcases in Riker's room. <laughs> At this point, they they have another meeting with Guinan, and they're like, and this is when like they ask Guinan, oh, um, how do how do we reason with them? And she's like, you don't. Yeah. At least I've never heard of anyone who has. Mm-hmm. And they have their meeting, but then uh oh, like the Borg grab them with a tractor beam, yeah. and basically take a slice, like yeah. they, 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 they them take like a an core apple. sample yeah. of uh, of the Enterprise, and like that's going to be embarrassing for Picard to explain when he gets back. Big hole in the ship. Like, yeah. oh, uh, so we know a big like, hole in your ship. Yeah, it's like, well, we, we we did a survey, and like the computer seems to be you know operating within these yeah. parameters, and the engines are good. There's uh, we we noticed that there's something missing though. It's like really, uh, was it some light bulbs? I'll ask the crew if anyone's been taking like bathrobes or anything it's like no no there's uh there's 18 decks decks, actually that are gone oh that yeah and uh and some crew members as well funny thing about that oh you see i was mouthing off to this omnipotent being Mm -hmm. yeah and he didn't care for it i was Uh, giving god some sass (laughs) and apparently i mean he just doesn't have like any sense of humor about that at all yeah oh so god did this to you it's like well i well i mean not exactly a god God. maybe not like i don't know if there's a the god but okay so so this this god cut your ship up it's like well uh, not not exactly put us in the position where it could happen oh 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 okay okay um, so they do mention that eighteen crew members die in yeah. this core sample taking. Do, do they? Do they actually die, or are they? Oh, well, uh, presumably abs- they're assimilated. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think it's referenced in somewhere else that they've mm-hmm. been assimilated. Okay, it, not not in this episode. Just we know that yeah. eighteen right. crew members are gone, and well, the Borg have now communicated with them. It's like listen, like they they receive a hail from the Borg. Yeah, I think right before the core yeah. sample, mm-hmm. and Picard tries to talk to them, but they're just like, we've analyzed your ship and you ain't got shit so yeah. surrender or we'll punish you yes yeah you know just you know if and you resist you will be punished i i would have loved it if they had slightly tweaked the borg's lines to just be in the passive voice mm-hmm. right your ship has been analyzed instead of we have analyzed your yeah. ship right i think that would have been just like yeah. a neat little touch but yeah. you yeah. know whatevs yeah to depersonalize it even more mm-hmm. well and one of the things here the the assimilation aspect doesn't really come up in this episode that's true uh, actually we'll at, at this point, what they're about is acquisition of technology, yeah. right? Right. Rather than yeah, they haven't really and... talked about uh, people being taken and yeah. assimilated. <laughs> that comes up in Best of Both Worlds when they assimilate Picard, yeah. right? Like that's our first real introduction to the notion of Borg assimilation, right? And so the fact that the Borg kind of completely technologically outstrip them mm-hmm. is kind of unusual in that they would want anything, yeah. right? Well, I mean, who knows? Like there might be like little things here and there that they find useful, or you know it could just be pure consumption you know yeah like, exactly like we you know, like you're, scrap yeah you're made up of like this many tons of duraluminum yeah. and yeah. We, we we could use some dilithium we could yeah. use some plasma we could do this and that yeah we'll, you've got we'll, like this hyper dense block we'll take it. for your replicators yeah I mean we'll it's give you free. ten bucks for we'll it we'll take it yeah we'll take it you know mm-hmm. you're not using it for anything yeah I mean nothing that we consider important anything yeah living yeah whatever that means um so Picard's all like they're, they're caught in the tractor beam Picard tells Worf destroy the source of that tractor beam yeah and, and He's just firing he everywhere. Yeah, he beam. shoots it, not the tractor beam source. Yep, the, the Federation has yet to develop the shoot the Borg in the same place yeah, technology. That, that hasn't uh, come up yet. So he's like, keep trying, Worf. And so <laughs> yeah. Worf keeps shooting it, not where the tractor beam comes from, until finally he shoots it where the tractor beam came from. Yeah, and, and then, yeah, he shoots them in the beam. Yeah, and, and then they, get, they, they like take off. So like, I imagine that like the targeting display for, yeah. for the phasers is like, you know, whoa, 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 whoa. It, it shows up, you know, and you can just point it where you want and Worf is just mashing it with his palm <laughs> and the computer is like I guess he meant the computer is like trying to do like a best fit for what it thinks Worf wanted and it's like oh I guess he meant shoot it over there yeah right and he hits it with his palm again yeah. you know, Clippy comes up did yeah. you mean over here <laughs> yeah it's like you can shoot it in the same place it and looks Worf like, like you're no. trying to shoot an aggressor do you want to shoot them here uh, so only enrages him they have <laughs> thus damaged the Borg stop mm-hmm. and they're like well what do we do now yeah and uh, they're like well why don't we go over and take a peek and Guinan's like, like what it's like are you are, are usurus rn yeah 
And they're like, and, and Riker gets all saucy. He's like, well, they came over here. I think we should return the favor. And like, this always strikes me as him. being the kind of thing that the Enterprise would encounter, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You would encounter the other Starfleet ship dead in space, and you would go through their logs and be like, well, they encountered this ship, and they sent over the first officer on an away mission, yeah. and he didn't come back. Oh, man. Or he came back changed. Yeah. <laughs> like, th- this is what happens to other ships. Yeah. Right? Yeah, this is the kind of thing that happens to ships that the Enterprise encounters, and they tisk tisk like why did they do that yeah that was stupid that was stupid well, we and, wouldn't do something and really, like that really without Q aboard on this episode the Enterprise would be one of those just lost hulks that a future ship would come across and like what the hell happened here yeah 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 so they go over to the Borg ship and the Borg just ignore them which is cool you know like the Borg <laughs> don't consider them a threat because they're not yeah or they might not even really yeah, they, perceive them exactly uh, and you know Riker's all confused like hey there's a shit ton of Borg over here why didn't our life uh, <laughs> why didn't our scanners pick up any life forms and data conjectures that you know maybe when they're plugged into the ship they're all one one single life form yeah. instead of uh, instead of multiple mm-hmm. uh, which is an interesting concept yeah that that this is like if you're going to call them a synthetic organism that the yeah. ship is itself yeah the, as much a uh, like the, creature the, as they are yeah the, the ship is actually the Borg yeah so they they go exploring uh, they figure out that each of these slots is made for a specific Borg they find the Borg nursery where you see a uh, you see the Borg emblem on the wall there yeah the claw uh, which a lot of us when we were kids missed and when like the toy came out where we saw that uh, logo for the first time we're like where'd that come from yeah or like the TNG trading yeah. cards yeah or like, collectible cards exactly like yeah, where'd like, that come from you made that up like does Gene know about this yeah exactly I I, I want to talk to somebody this is serious mm-hmm. uh, but no it's there right from the very beginning which is uh, kind of cool yeah um, and it's kind of implied that uh, at this stage that uh, the Borg are born as a biological entity and then have uh, their uh technology implanted shortly thereafter later it will come up that uh, the Borg you know assimilates yeah. as opposed yeah. to uh, as opposed to uh, the the retcon is that yeah. these are assimilated children that they're waiting to get old enough to actually be yeah. assimilated I, I would uh, think uh, you know if I if I were going to retcon it now I would go matrix with it where yeah like, it's uh, like you're you in know, vitro yeah, fertilization they're, exactly they're, they're not born they're grown mm-hmm. yeah you know and interestingly, I think like that's part of you know why the machines in the Matrix, uh, when you're not in the Matrix itself, mm-hmm. are kind of cool and scary and Borg-like because there it's all a one thing as opposed to right, yeah, uh, uh, as opposed to separate entities and consciousness. You know, the machines are the machines. You know, and uh, you know there, there's certainly a lot of Borg-like aspects to the Matrix, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, mm-hmm. which I don't think is a uh, coincidence. I no, well, I think the Borg have had. Uh, shocking effect on our collective consciousness mm-hmm. right they, they are kind of the if not the ur example of this kind of alien mm-hmm. at least the major influence on yeah. it in, in popular culture mm-hmm. it's a shame that the borg gets so messed up with uh, first contact with the introduction of the with, borg queen the what i'm sorry the, oh you know that that thing that oh precious i'm uh, sorry i didn't realize <laughs> never uh, heard of it yeah good never heard of it uh let's speak no more what one thing that's great about the borg at this point regarding the assimilation thing is because of the low budget that Next Gen had, they're really thrown together. And yeah. it works yeah. because they're assimilated, so it's just all these bits and pieces it, just thrown together on them, and that's it's great. It's funny to yeah. call Next Gen a low-budget show. Because it, it, it well, wasn't the, really. Well, like, at, yeah. at the time, it was still pretty high-budget, but, I mean, just because it's high-budget doesn't mean they have, you know, yeah. unlimited, unlimited funds, yeah. you know? Like, they, they still have to be... Like, yeah. they didn't have a movie budget. Yeah, exactly. No, so no. They, they kind of had to jury-rig these... I, I yeah. love them like the way they, they are. Oh, absolutely. It's great. Yeah, well, I mean, like I I guess they didn't have they didn't have Weta mm-hmm. right to do this kind of makeup work like this yeah. industrial like that they wouldn't have the resources to make like something that looks like an yeah. orc and army yeah. right at the, at and the it's time better yeah, yeah. at the time Star Trek had like a major makeup shop oh like, yeah well I mean you had to do like all the Klingons and yeah stuff. exactly yeah. Like, so like they were pumping out a lot of stuff but you know they, there's so, only so much time and money to mm. to do this stuff like when you're making an entire season yeah exactly okay. and yeah. with Borg you know unless you've got an actor that you're actually fitting a prosthetic to right. making generic prosthetics is tricky business right you know, especially so, this kind of thing right yeah. it's not armor it's and it works for the 
Borg <clears throat> actually like I mean I think it works better that they have like this kind of utilitarian kind of feel of just uh, whatever fits exactly. right and which and that's is really sort of cool. what I'm saying is that you know mm-hmm. it, it makes a virtue out of having less budget to yeah. build them because you know when they do have a big budget to build them later on with the movie mm-hmm. they don't look as good they, yeah. they don't have that kind of interesting thrown together feel well it's an interesting right. thing for Which art and design for is uh <laughs> the best stuff often comes out of limitations. Yeah, like, right. when you have unlimited funds and what have you, it kind of stifles creativity because there's nothing to try to overcome. Yeah, right. well, the, the ultimate exception being Jaws, where, you know, the shark was supposed to be considerably more present as an animatronic, but mm-hmm. it just never worked. Yeah. Hmm. So they had to make it more suspenseful. Yeah, hmm. and I think, like, you know, great art came out of that. Exactly. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. the, the shark wasn't working, so it actually made the film better because they had to find clever ways to do things. Right. You know? Um, It's also big in Star Wars. In the original Star Wars trilogy, a lot of things work a lot better because they couldn't make them happen, you know? Like, uh, well, I mean, look at... George couldn't have everything he wanted. Exactly. When George could have everything he wanted, we got the prequels. Right. The prequels are pretty much what happens when there are no limitations on what you can do. Yeah, no editors, no, no other input. And, like, you look at uh, Star Wars, is Star Wars better when he put in the uh, Jabba the Hutt scene that was missing? No. Nope. No, it's better with the Greedo scene. That worked yeah. out way better, leaving Jabba to come later. It's an interesting thing because it's one of those rare cases where you can see what happens both ways. Yeah. Right. Well, where... I mean, if, if you really want to, like, stretch it out a bit here, we could talk about how, like, well, isn't it weird how a plurality of voices and limitations works out much better than a singular consciousness <laughs> yes. that dictates yeah. the course yeah, for everyone? Exactly. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I was I was actually really proud of that. Good I thought work. that was good. Good work. Good hustle there. So thank you. They they become aware now mm-hmm. that uh, the Borg are channeling all of their energies into repairing the ship. Mm-hmm. Now this is a little early in the eighties to be bringing up nanotechnology, so they didn't. Right. Uh, so we don't actually figure out how the Borg are somehow willing their ship to repair itself. Right. Now we know Borg nanomites yeah. are yeah. just doing their ship. If they were to make this right now, it, they could said nanites are doing it and we would have been like magic gotcha yeah absolutely like nanotechnology was a thing in the early 80s but it was only a thing for like the big sci-fi nerds yeah exactly like you know your average television viewer was probably unaware of nanotechnology in a in a broad sense i think red dwarf was touching on pretty soon Mm -hmm. maybe yeah and i like i mean there there are papers from like the 60s talking about like ratchet mechanisms on the nanoscale oh yeah um but so once they discover that the borg ship is repairing itself Cards just like O'Brien beam them directly to the bridge, mm-hmm. and O'Brien's like, "Well, couldn't they just beam over here?" Yeah, could I beam uh, them I could to the... say hi. I haven't seen anyone yeah, today. I haven't seen anyone in weeks. Yeah, like no, directly to the bridge, and then we got to get okay. out. Okay, yeah. So they and take like... off. I think that's a great character moment for yeah. Picard too because he's like you, you see that underneath him trying to basically spike you yeah. he's actually quite spooked yeah. mm-hmm. right yeah, it's and just like shit 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 yeah. shit it's like he just poked the spider's nest and they started pouring out of there and like oh jeez oh, oh, oh gross no. oh god oh, oh god oh. Yeah. so they take off and the Borg not as sleepy as we assumed take immediate uh, pursuit yeah and we get this rad like special effect where uh, we see the, the, the cube repairing itself yeah. which is mm-hmm. like I'm assuming Assuming uh, a plastic prop that's being shot with a heat gun. Yeah, and, and then, then just the film is reversed, reversed yeah. so that yeah. it looks like it's uh, not melting but repairing itself. It's a yeah. very, it's a very cool very effect. Good. Yeah, uh, we get some really nice effects shots in this. Like, uh, there's a pullback when they're looking f- when they're in the. Uh, oh yeah, and you get that gorgeous matte painting. Yeah, mm-hmm. of the uh, interior of the Borg cube, which is also very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Borg are in pursuit. The Enterprise is going as fast as it possibly can. They're like at warp nine point eight, which is mm-hmm. where the Enterprise talks out and the Borg are still gaining on them yeah and like effortlessly yeah and the like I mean and that's like the thing about warp is like each point is like exponentially faster than the one before so 9.8 like 9.9 is so much faster than 9.8 right right Uh, and so the Borg are on them and Q shows up and he's like listen they are relentless they will chase you until you run out of fuel and then you will be theirs Mm -hmm. they cannot be bargained with they cannot be stopped you have nothing Mm -hmm. to to throw at them so I'm gonna go now yeah it's like Uh, you you guys have lost. You guys are and ready for... You, you guys can handle it, so handle it. Yeah, yeah. You don't need me. I'll go. Yeah. yeah, and he's like doing this great thing where he's leaning on yeah. on the bridge architecture. Yeah, he's just, he's just draped over the horseshoe. 
Yeah. And uh, finally, uh, Picard's like, okay, listen, you want me to admit that we weren't ready? We weren't ready. You want me to admit that we're inadequate for the moment? I will grant you, we are inadequate. You want me to say that I need you? I need you. Right. And... And like it's all he wanted. Yeah. He's like, oh, you had me at hello. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Snaps his fingers. Boom. They're back where they started from, leaving the Borg in the dust. Mm-hmm. And then he has like this little moment with Carly, like, listen, a lesser man would have rather died than say that. It's like, stop sucking Picard's dick already, yeah, dude. Like, Jesus, get a room. Yeah. He's, but he's so excited. He's so proud yeah. of Picard mm-hmm. in that moment. He got exactly yeah. what he wanted. Yeah, exactly. Of and then you know he he doesn't need anything else. He's like. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm leaving. Bye. Yep. Yeah, that's it's like, good. Okay. I don't even. I didn't even really want to be a member of your crew. I just. I just yeah. wanted to fuck with you guys. Yeah, a bit. I just wanted to see what was going to happen when I put you in the jar with mm-hmm. with the Borg. He yeah, switches places with Riker a couple times just to yeah. mess with them, and then he leaves. Yeah, just once I would have liked yeah. to have seen when 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 Q is teleporting people around and taking their place. Somebody comes back and just like immediately vomits. Yeah, <laughs> very disorienting. Please yes, like, stop. What? I just, love when he switched places with Data, and now Data's like draped on oh, the horse. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> Huh. Like, actually, this oh. is very comfortable. Yeah, I can see right. why Riker does this. Yeah, this makes sense. And so then he fucks off, and mm-hmm. uh, we get our denouement with uh, with Picard playing 3D chess with Guinan. Mm-hmm. Uh, you well, know. First, we get is like, okay, let's get to the nearest starbase and yeah. alert them about this shit immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's playing. Touch. He's playing with the. Uh, he's playing checkers with uh, Guinan, mm-hmm. and Guinan finally floats it to him. She's like, like he says, maybe Q did the right thing for the wrong reason. You know, maybe we needed a kick in our complacency right. to prepare us. And she's like, yeah, he. Uh, he brought your encounter with the Borg much sooner than it should have come and now they know you're out here and yeah. finally that's when it clues in with Picard like you, you see the penny drop in his head and he's like yeah. they're com- oh shit they're coming like, yeah. like they, didn't, they didn't see us disappear and just go oh never mind yeah. and we in, know how fast they can go so yeah. yeah it was two years for them yeah they will be here soon so you know and uh, which is kind of nice and chilling yeah you know like let's, let's, let's end this on kind of a creepy note like I certainly remember being very scared of the Borg when I was <laughs> when I was a kid like this came out when I was like this episode aired when I was like nine right and it's not like the distance we get is very explicit mm-hmm. that yeah. this two, is they were they were two years two years at maximum warp from the a last uh, outpost yeah. yeah the furthest outpost and so, we already know that the Borg are actually already in our territory yeah per and se because they've already been we, we have the suggestion yeah at least. yeah so uh, yeah so that's uh that's Q who mm-hmm. um I really love this episode oh, like this yeah ranks high on my list of all-time favorite next-gen episodes. Like, the the Borg are just such compelling villains, Mm -hmm. and actually, I don't even know if I would really qualify them as a villain, now that I say it out loud. They're more like, they're they're like a force of nature that is out there. They're one of the the things that Q describes, right? The horrors to chill your blood. actually, like, in our our very first episode of the podcast, I had to stop myself from calling Q a villain. Because while he kind of starts out in that role, Mm -hmm. he evolves out of that role very quickly and he's right. not so much a villain as he is a uh, he's a nuisance he, he's, well, a, he's, he's a catalyst yeah. he, he's desperate to be a teacher yeah, he yeah. is desperate to be the person who pushes them mm-hmm. when they need it, right? Yeah. And it's interesting because he's very antagonistic about it, but y- you do start to get the sense that he doesn't actually want humanity to like he he wants to see us mm-hmm. like achieve, right? Like a, if he wanted to antagonize humanity, it is well within Q's power to just <laughs> be like, "Well, these things are gross, and yeah. now they're gone forever." Well, exactly. that was easy. Um, so like his his purpose is much much more nuanced and he's putting in so much work. Yeah. Like, you, you just get the impression that Q goes home at the end of day, or home, yeah. and it's like, that was so much work. Do you think, where, where would you put Q on the scale? Is he chaotic neutral? Oh, yeah. Like, Actually, I think, yeah. Absolutely. Chaotic neutral is... Yeah, because I don't want to call him chaotic evil, because while he does do things that he, aren't, are not necessarily, like, he's kind of mean sometimes. Because, like, yeah. he, you know, in doing this, 18 people do die on the crew, mm-hmm. and, you know, but Picard on the, says, like, yeah. by doing this, you, you killed 18 people yeah, on like, my crew. And it's like, yeah, well, you know what? Shit's like, shit's gonna happen. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's serious like, out here, man. If you can't take a little bloody nose, maybe you should go home. Yeah, yeah and I love the idea that Q is trying to prepare yeah. humanity for this. That, like, you you crawl out of the primordial mm-hmm. ooze, well, that's and why I you love the... are agreeing to something. Yeah, right. That's if, why I love the last episode of Next Gen. 
and the mm-hmm. All Good Things is like my personal favorite episode of Next oh, really? Gen. Oh yeah. Um, I know for some it's not, but that I think that was one one of the all time great series finales, mm-hmm. and it really it really left me satisfied with the uh, with the okay, whole thing. Yeah. Like I wasn't a huge fan of season seven of Next Gen, but that final episode was great, and the way they tied it up with Q hmm. was really great, and I loved his presence in that episode. Well, yeah, where where Q saves humanity. Yeah, yeah, right. Or, or, he, or he, he helps humanity save itself. Yeah, but like just the idea that by being, mm-hmm. you have implicitly agreed to be part of this galaxy, right? Part of this universe, and yeah. there are some very scary things out here. So you know, if if the Q continuum had the Federation's prime directive of not interfering, yeah. they would be consigning billions of people to death yeah. on a daily basis, Absolutely. right? But Q doesn't want that to happen because he likes us. Yeah. Right? He's fascinated. He, he's not bound by this prime directive nonsense. And we talked a lot about the prime directive last episode, right. actually, uh, because that came into play uh, well, yeah. with Sarjenka's planet. Because, yeah. you know, the Federation or the Enterprise is doing in that situation essentially what Q is doing with humanity as a whole. Right. Where they're like, well, we like this little girl. We don't want her whole planet to die. So uh, instead of not doing anything, we'll do something. Yeah. Um, we'll make it look like we didn't do anything. Yeah. They won't know we did something, mm-hmm. but we did something. Yeah. And, like, you. Y- you imagine higher or more advanced species with a more advanced consciousness being like, oh, the Q are about to wipe those people out, and now they're gone. Well, oh, shit well. happens. Yeah, and like, you know, Q, Q's uh, looking at things on a galactic scale, you know, so the mm-hmm. loss of 18 people, that's really nothing. Yeah, it's like, it's like, yeah, and, and Q, even, Q says specifically, like, don't bother me with your, like, these piddly complaints. 18 yeah. people? Are yeah. you kidding? Yeah, oh, boo-hoo. How many people are aboard this ship? Yeah, yeah. how many people have you lost in, like, your mission so far. Yeah. Right? Like, Q really seems like he's offended it's like, listen, that they would bring up. Your planet used to fling people into orbit and lose all of them at once. Yeah. Don't talk to me about uh, putting you, you know, testing your metal. And... Yeah. It's like, I, I get the impression that Q doesn't even think that it's a very sincere complaint from yeah. Picard. Right? Like yeah, these... Picard's like, the lesson could have been learned without the loss of 18 people. And, and Q's like, it? you know, I don't know that it could have been. Yeah. I think that had to I... make it real for you. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, he does explicitly say that this is as real as your so-called lives get yeah. that you would not take this lesson any other way and you know what these these people all knew what they were signing up for it is true this is technically a military vessel yeah i think it is it technically military or is it technically i, I think it's like an ex, specifically an exploration vessel because the federation doesn't have it a sort of depends on what the federation is doing at that point because in best of both worlds it's clearly a military vessel because yeah. they're at war yeah so and like I, in, I think in chain of command as well yeah. So if they happen to be in a state of war, it is automatically mm-hmm. a military vessel. Mm-hmm. I think the rest of the time it's exploratory. It's a peacekeeping mission, but it's still mm-hmm. yeah. Basically, you know, they're they're the reserves. They're they're the military. Yeah, like phasers. I'm sure have a lot phase. of like utilitarian principles, yeah. right? Like you see them like shooting planets in the tectonic plates, yeah. right, to relieve pressure, and you can put probes in photon torpedoes. Exactly. The role of Starfleet as a military force is very ambiguous. Yeah. Yeah. Until you get like basically the Dominion. Like Starfleet seems like this kind of force that, you know, you go out and you explore space until you get conscripted. Yeah. Um, basically. Yeah. Or or thrust into this alternate role and you realize that you're piloting a Miranda class starship against the Jem'Hadar. Oh god. And you're gonna die. You're just gonna die. You're just gonna die. That's just what that's how it's gonna happen. One one of the one of those Jem'Hadar dreadnoughts is going to notice you and then you are going to be gone because you're piloting a hundred and fifty year old starship. <laughs> I kind of dig in Next Gen that we still see old school like, ships yeah. in service, like Miranda class ships. Yeah, and Excelsiors and Oberons. The, uh, or Oberths, sorry. Up until, me. like, basically up up to and including Next Gen, I'm a really big fan of the design aesthetic of, of the series, like the Federation, yeah. and, like, you can see the clear kind of through line. Yeah, the, the lineage. Yeah. After Next Gen, it starts to get blurrier and harder to see. Yeah, like, the I like the design sign of the Akira mm-hmm. and then like the steam runner looks like it should be going through space making kind of like the same noise a VW bug does like yeah. it's, it's very and, dweeby and looking we get into, even like, for a show fucking, like Star you know, Trek like, like Voyager started the uh, the kind of uh, move towards an arrowhead shape 
shape as opposed yeah. to a saucer. Right. And then we get into the movies with the fucking Enterprise E, which right. looks awful. Yeah. And thereafter, like all of like we see a lot of it in like the uh, Star Trek Online shit. And yeah, like, I'm just not a fan of that design aesthetic yeah, like, at all. It, it's it's like they got Roddenberry died, and somebody was like, "No, we have to make it look more tactical." Yeah. Now we can goth it up. Yeah. It has oh, to be shit. We have to take it seriously. It's be dark sun. Yeah. yeah. We forget all that utopian shit that he was into. Yeah. Yeah. Boring. So, uh, what do we want to rate this episode? Cameron, we rate every episode, and here is our rank scale here. Yeah. We go from Chief Petty Officer, uh, that's O'Brien. Right. Uh, who has a single unfilled pip, <laughs> all the way up to Captain, which is, of course, four filled pips. Uh, we offered one special rank of acting ensign back in the day for a specific episode. I don't remember which. And and we, we've done a few uh, off-kilter ones for, I believe, the child we had confined to quarters. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. Some, sometimes, sometimes they fuck with me because Ooh. I'm the one that has to come up with the graphics for right. this. Yeah, right, for, right, for the episode with uh, Harlan Ellison, yeah. or the Harlan Ellison guy, Yeah, I, I, oh. I gave it a Rigelian ox. Yeah. Stinky. <laughs> Stinky. Uh, but Cameron, you know what? This is... as my good friend, won't do that to me. No, this is also one of my favorite episodes yeah. of the series, and I think it's legitimately a very, very good episode. I, I, I yeah. think Probably so too. the strongest episode in season two, which act, honestly has some real, real good hours yeah. of TV. Yeah. So I'm going to say a captain. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm on board with that too. Absolutely. I'm, I'm calling this a captain. Our first captain, everybody. And, really? And yeah, unanimous yeah. too. Yeah, a unanimous nice. captain. I wonder if Foley's going to come in and fuck this up in a supplemental. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe. Uh, Foley likes to be contrary. He does. That's his thing. Oh. So, cool. Uh, captains across the board. That's very exciting. All right. Uh, what's the next episode? I don't remember. Uh, Samaritan Snare. Is it? Samaritan oh, yes. Snare. The Samaritan oh, Snare. The, with the pack lids. Yeah, I love the Samaritan Snare because it's so dumb. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, oh. I remember in Samaritan Snare, Jordy being, like, sent over to fix the ship yeah. and him being like, what happened? Did the rubber band break? Yeah. <laughs> and the entire time, Troy is like, yeah. these aliens are not stupid. Yeah. They have yeah. a spaceship. Yeah. Just because... <laughs> That they, they built talk themselves. Slow doesn't make them stupid. She's like, you know, they're it's actually like they're quite dangerous. Canada. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> they're, they're Canadian exchange students. Yeah, it's like you know, like like the Ents in Two Towers, where it's yeah. like you know, you go to the battle scene and cut back to the <laughs> to Treebeard, who's like, Ents talk real slow. <laughs> eh? We just Great. finished saying hello. Good morning. It's nighttime now. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, Packlet's worst enemy yet. Or oh, worst man. worst aliens ever. That's exciting. I am <laughs> I am looking forward to that. So thank you for joining us here aboard the Diecast Enterprise. Thank you, Cameron, for joining us aboard thank the Diecast Enterprise. Thank you very Enterprise. much for having me. Yeah, it was great. Uh, yeah. Um, we, we look forward to having you on again sometime. I would love to come back. Because yeah, this is loads of fun. Yeah. Um, watching Next Gen every week. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, thank all of you out there. Uh, join us next time to see the stupid Packleds uh, fuck up eyebrows. the Federation's shit. Mm-hmm. This is Pags. Jared. And Cameron. We will see you next time.